Oh, hi, and welcome to our new segment on the Lightning Rod, Wellness Wednesdays. Here at the Creative Folks and the Lightning Rod, we value discussions of mental health because when we are vulnerable and open with one another, we create a welcoming environment that will hopefully end some of the stigmas surrounding the issue of mental health. And of course, here at the Creative Folks, we are not medical professionals. We are just people who suffer from mental health issues like myself. And I think that there is value in sharing experiences and sharing the tools that have helped me along my journey that is still ongoing. Whether it's about art or freelancing or mental health, me and Tammy are always learning new things and we like to grow with our listeners. So if any of you out there have any stories or advice that have helped you along the way, we would love to hear it and feature it on our Wellness Wednesdays episodes. Thank you. The creative journey is not an easy one. We're here to help. The Lightning Rod is a safe space to talk about branding, marketing, business, and the creative industry. Today's host is Min Win. This is a content warning for this episode. We touch on eating disorders, PTSD, anxiety, and disassociation attacks. And we are back. Hello, my name is Min Win, and you're listening to The Lightning Rod. Okay, so here on The Lightning Rod, we talk so much about mental health and about having compassion for people who suffer from mental health issues. And one of the major goals that Tammy and I spoke about for 2020 was we wanted to have a special segment dedicated to talking about coping with mental health issues and some of the advice that we want to share that has helped us along the way. So welcome to our very first episode of Wellness Wednesdays. Of course, I am not a medical professional. I am just a person who suffers from mental health issues. I suffer from depression, anxiety. In the past, I've suffered from an eating disorder and I have PTSD, other varying symptoms that come with that. So I like to share my experience with you guys and some tools that have helped me along my journey. And as I've said many times in other episodes, as well as my art and freelancing episodes, I am always learning new techniques, whether those techniques are to improve my freelancing, whether those techniques are to improve my craft as an artist, or whether those techniques are to cope with my mental health issues. I'm always learning new things. So if any of my listeners have advice they want to give to me or share with me that has helped them in their mental health journeys, I would love to hear your stories as well. But let's just dive right into it today and let's talk about our first episode's topic, journaling. So there's a very amazing Psychology Today article that talks about different methods of journaling. And I really want to cover that today and the different methods that they talked about. So the article talks about visual journaling as one of the methods that has helped people along the way. And I've tried this method out myself. And one thing that I really want to break the habit of is that everything for me has to look Instagram worthy. It has to look so perfect and my journal has to be so beautiful. But I want to treat my journal as a safe space to express myself freely as I possibly can. So at first, this style was a little bit intimidating for me with this technique because number one, I am an artist in my everyday life and I have a, a built-in desire to make everything look perfect. But 
this style of journaling for me specifically, it really breaks that habit of things looking perfect because it doesn't have to. So what I do is I will just take my phone and just take a picture, I'll print it out, and then I'll just slap it in my journal. Another thing I like to do is I like to save movie stubs or receipts. The article talks about finding things in nature, but with this style of journaling, I think there's something really grounding about it because it shows me physically I was there in that spot. I existed in that moment in time, and here's the physical proof of that in the form of a ticket stub or in the form of a receipt or in the form of a, a restaurant menu if like you know when you have one of those like disposable takeout menus or etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think there is something very beautiful about that because it shows hey i was here in that moment in time and this is what i was doing so it's really a nice archival tool as well um, just to see where you were. And that's what I like to treat that ver version of journaling as, at least when I do visual journaling. It helps me break my perfectionist tendencies, which brings me to the next one that the article talks about is stream of consciousness journaling, where it literally says it helps to break perfectionist tendencies, which I tend to kind of suffer from. I really want things to be perfect, but stream of consciousness journaling really breaks things down in that one minute I could be talking about tea with my mother and another minute I'm talking about something that upset me at like when I was six years old in the second grade or something. So stream of conscious journaling, the most I'll say about this is, yeah, the article's pretty right. It it really did help me break a lot of my perfectionism because I was just all over the place. But there was something very raw about it and something very, yeah, just very raw. That's the best word I can just use to describe that. And I use this method, I think, the most out of all the ones I'm going to be talking about today because it really helps me to just stop and just write, which is really, really relaxing for me, at least. And the next one I want to talk about, I'm going to spend a good chunk of time talking about this one, is mentorship journaling. And I actually found this out by reading this article. And the article talks about someone that inspires you. And looking at your higher self and setting goals for a better living by looking at another human being. So I really love this technique. And the reason why I think this might be my favorite method of journaling is that it helps me look to the future and see traits in someone that I admire that I want to encompass in my everyday routine for my better self. And as dorky as it sounds, one of my mentors is a famous film noir actress named Lauren Bacall. And in one of my journal entries, I talked about things that I identified in my life that I wasn't super happy with. And in this case, I really loved the way that she dressed and I found it so professional and slick. And that was something that I was really missing in my professional wardrobe. I didn't really know how to dress. I felt like I was wearing just boring black jeans that just looked professional enough and then just throwing a blazer over it. But Looking at her and what I admired about her, I actually started encompassing that into my daily routine. And it helped me, like the article said, look at a higher self. But also, I'd like to add on to this, is that I perceived her as a very confident person because if you see her act, she is a sultry siren. She is the original femme fatale. But one thing that I started doing along with my mentorship journaling was I actually read her memoir and I read more about her. So if you choose... A mentor that is a historical figure or perhaps a celebrity, try to look into that person because when you do, you see that they're a fallible human being just like you. And 
this sultry siren that I kind of built up in my head, she's really awkward and just as insecure as me. And she has a lot of deep anxieties. And I found it so cathartic reading her memoir and learning more about who she was as a real human being. And it really helped me feel more secure with myself, knowing that someone I looked up to felt exactly the same way that I did or did some of the same things that I did in my everyday life. So that's my big add-on to that article is, yes, it helps you look at a higher self and it helps you feel like you can be a better version of yourself. But also, like I said, look into that person and look to see their flaws as well. That's, I think, the most important part for me. Now, the next form of journaling that the article talks about is unsent letter journaling. And this is another one that I've recently used that I find very healing. So the article talks about sending letters to people that you might be angry with or telling them how much you appreciate them or why or why you don't want to forgive them or if you do want to forgive them and et cetera, et cetera. But for me specifically, I use this method of journaling to write to my past self from a point in my life that I felt really, really low or insecure about myself, a point in my life like when I was eight years old, I was being bullied, a point in my life where I was dealing with my eating disorder, a point in my life when I was dealing with my PTSD symptoms really, really severely, or a point in my life when I had anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I like to write to that person because at that moment in time, I felt like I really didn't have anybody. I felt alone and embarrassed. I felt ashamed with myself. I felt really just sunken into myself. And now that I'm beyond that moment in my life, I can look back at it with a little bit more clarity. And writing to my previous self, there's a lot of closure that I have gained from it, at least, and a lot of healing on my end. And it really, really helped me move on from that point in my life and helped me feel better in many, many regards. So that's how I like to use letter writing. So while mentorship journaling really helped me look at my higher self and the future, the letter journaling that I used, it helped me heal from my past. And the next one is gratitude writing. And I like gratitude writing in that it really was one of the first techniques that I was taught actually in therapy, was just writing about someone that I loved, writing about five things I was grateful for that day, people I was grateful for, things I was grateful for. And it was, as explained to me by my therapist, very grounding, especially from someone who suffers from out-of-body attacks, like disassociation attacks. This was a very grounding technique that I was taught and I still use to this day whenever I'm feeling really, really down. And even when I'm not feeling down, I will just use this technique. I like to journal about twice a day so one of those two times a day, I will do gratitude journaling where I will just literally bullet point just things I was grateful for today. Um, it can be as simple as my favorite song was on the radio or the traffic was good to as great as I got a hug from my mom and she made me dinner, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to move on to the next style because um, I think I talked all I can say about gratitude journaling. So intuition journaling, this one is powerful. I think for people, especially as the article says, who deal with unhealthy relationships with gaslighting, because intuition journaling, you write about how you feel in the moment and it helps you explore that your feelings are valid. And something that I really struggle with is 
addressing my feelings head on. That is something that I really, really struggle with is I tend to push things under the rug. I tend to just ignore my feelings and hopefully they'll go away, which is a very toxic form of healing. It's not even healing at all. It's just a really toxic coping mechanism. But I think this form of journaling has really helped me in that I have to address how I feel really head on. And I treat this journal, like I said, with the visual journaling, I treat it like a safe space where this is a moment for me to just express how I feel in that moment in time, even if I'm not feeling that feeling tomorrow or the next day. That's how I felt in that moment. And that is valid. And this is a safe space for me to express myself openly and freely without having to explain myself to anyone. And musical journaling. So I am a musician. I talked about singing jazz music multiple times on this channel. And musical journaling, I treat it very differently where I actually won't be writing my thoughts. I'll actually record my voice. And I have experimented with this, not as much as the other styles of journaling. I think I do this mostly to record my dreams, actually. Um, I will just take a recorder out and I will just record what I'm saying because it could be very early in the morning or I could have had a nightmare at night and I'll just record myself. But um, when I'm not super sleepy and too drowsy to write, what I'll do is I like to scat while I do this. So I'll just, or I'll like to just freeform talk and maybe have a melody to it. It'll be very awkward and sometimes a little cringy, but sometimes every now and again, there's a nugget of gold in there and it definitely helps me with some of my musical writing. So have I used this technique a lot? Not particularly, but I have definitely used it and it's fun. It's definitely fun, but I, again, I haven't used it as much as the other ones that I've talked about. Finally, we are getting onto what is going well journaling. And this one, I think helped me the most, especially when I was dealing with my eating disorder where I wasn't eating regularly. I would skip a lot of meals. So what is well, what is going well journaling? It's essentially just like bullet pointing what happened in the day, what happened and how did that affect you, etc. It couldn't even just be that. It could just be just what is going on in the day. And something that I like to do just to keep track of is just what I ate that day. So I would just write down like things that I ate that day. It could be so random, like no emotion attached to it. Like I factually did this. I factually, like this factually happened. It also helped me with a lot of my disassociation attack. It helped ground me in that, like what I did in that day who I talked to, what happened in that moment in time. It was very a matter-of-fact style of journaling where I didn't even write full sentences. I just literally wrote bullet points. But those are equally as valuable because very much like with the visual style of journaling, it says, hey, I was there in that moment and this is what happened. So sometimes I will actually like to even combine these two methods. So I'll do like what is going well journaling with visual journaling where I saved a ticket stub, like I said, or I'll save a recipe menu or a receipt, or I'll save something from that day or a leaf, sometimes a flower, I'll press it. And it's like, hey, I went to go outside and I picked honeysuckles with my friends and I'll save a honeysuckle. And it's a very simple form of journaling, but equally as powerful for me. So all of these methods of journaling, I have definitely tried myself, some more than others, but they have been very helpful for me. And 
like I said, I have my personal biases. I have my personal favorites in here. Like I said, I think my personal favorites that have been the most healing for me and the most helpful is specifically mentorship journaling and unsent letter journaling. I think that combination has really helped me move on from my previous self and to find that kind of closure that I was looking for while also looking towards the future. But I want to hear from you guys. Um, like I said, I'll have a link to the article so you guys can check it out for yourselves. But I want to hear about different journaling techniques that have helped you along the way and that have helped you become hopefully a more holistically healthier person. And that really concludes this episode. So once again, my name is Min Nguyen, and thank you for joining me for our very first Wellness Wednesdays. I'm signing out. Did you know that we have an entire content library for you to learn from? Check out our website for more information. Thanks for tuning in today. The Lightning Rod is powered by the creative folks.